Welcome to episode 13 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And this week is a special one because I've got two of the big folks behind the Black Caravan imprint at Scout Comics. And that is Joseph Schmalke and Rich Woodall. Let's see. Let's start off with Joe. How are you? All right. How's it going with you? You're down good in Florida. To you. I, we're up here in the cold New England region. Yeah. So. Yep. 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 And it's been a lot cold up there. <laughs> yes. Yes, it has. I, I'm from originally from uh, northeastern Pennsylvania, and then I went to Maryland, and now I'm in Florida. So I I I kind of like it down here. <laughs> like uh, by the way, and Rich, how are you doing? I'm doing. I'm doing great. Uh, also in the uh, the great the great cold north, um, just a little bit south of Joe. So I'm a, I'm like two degrees warmer. Oh boy. <laughs> Those two degrees count sometimes. Sometimes. When it gets into the negatives, I guess it, it really matters. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. as I was telling Rich before we started recording, this is the part of Scout that I know actually the least about because I'm involved with Scoot and I'm, I help out with other things too in, in Scout. But this is the thing that's kind of blossomed and grown, and I have I, all I can do is watch. So I'm I'm going to be learning as much as everybody else does about uh, this. Uh, why don't you? I want to start off, and we'll have Joe. Why, why don't you talk about uh, how Black Caravan started? Sure. So uh, it was a year ago yesterday, I think, that we were able to finally announce that we were launching Black Caravan. But it started in late. 2019. Um, so Rich has had an idea for a long time to uh, create his, you know, our own comic line. And James Hake at Scout started talking about, you know, starting up some imprints. And I think the first one that he had mentioned was Outsider Comics. So fast forward, we had this uh, very successful book, The Electric Black. And because of the success of it and because me and Rich are DIY guys, you know, we, we don't wait for other people to promote our stuff. We're really good about pushing our brand in particular. He thought it would be cool to give us like a boutique imprint similar to what they're doing with Scoot, you know, that's all ages. Uh, Black Caravan is focused on more of a darker side of the stuff that Scout puts out. And it's uh, horror based, uh, sci-fi based. And um, it, it does deal with a little bit more adult content than um, some of our titles than the regular scout line wants to deal in. So basically that was our pitch to, to scout. They, they gave us the go ahead and me and rich kind of ran with it at that point, you know, uh, rich came up with the logo, um, which is that like rich is very into, I'll let him speak for himself, but he's a, he's a conspiracy buff. So uh, he came up with this really cool Illuminati pyramid looking thing. And initially uh, the name black caravan was what we were calling the next chapter of the electric black. It was going to be called black caravan, such a cool name that we decided to use it as our imprint. And we got rid of that title for the, uh, the next chapter of the electric black. And we changed that to dark caravan. That's a boring long way of telling you how we got started. (laughs) All right, Rich, anything you want to add to that? Yeah, uh, I, I mean, uh, Joe, Joe hit all the, the major things there. Like Joe said, that uh, we're pretty much do-it-yourself kind of guys. And, and you know, Joe and I worked so well together on the electric black, you know, that, that we thought, oh, this this is something that we could really tackle. And we, we've got a 
we we both have this vision of what we want to do. So yeah, yeah. Joe Joe said all the good stuff though. That that he, he pretty much nailed it. But yeah, at the end of the day, this really came down to um, Rich had a, a, a very definite goal for this was not something that I was seeking out uh, personally. Um, this comes back around every once in a while when I get frustrated with what we're doing. <laughs> I go, this is all your fault. You made me do this. Right, um, but I couldn't, I couldn't do it without Joe. That, and that's the biggest thing is, yeah, it, it, we, it's, we good, it's a very real partnership. Yeah. And we are, we, we do own the majority of the LLC with scout being a minority holder in it. So, uh, yeah, we, we really believe in what we're doing too. I mean, yeah. I've drank the Kool-Aid, um, and, Rich has as well. And now we're pushing out some of, I think, Scout's hottest titles. And we've had a lot of success with our uh, initial rollout thus far. Mm-hmm. Boy, howdy. And did, well, we'll get to some of this stuff, but I thought we would talk about the, the most recent news. And I'm going to read a little release that's on the Scout Comics website. It says, in 2019, Joseph P. Schmalke and Richard K. Woodall launched The Electric Black as a comic book. In 2021, they have signed a deal to bring that comic to every television in the world. We're proud to announce Starburns Industries, the creator-driven studio responsible for series like Moral Oral, Mary Shelley's Frankenhole, and Rick and Morty, will be developing the Electric Black as the first ever American horror cartoon. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's wow. how they pulled us on it. We 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 had a couple of meetings with various producers and whatnot that wanted to you know develop it for TV, develop it for a movie. But when they told us they wanted to make the and not just a horror cartoon, they they said it to us. They're like, this would be the first American horror cartoon. There's the Japanese are really good at making these manga uh, horror cartoons. You got like Death Note and vampire hunter d and stuff like that that are that are truly a part of the horror genre but there's not a really good american made horror uh cartoon so that's what we're making yeah and where's it going to show i mean do, do they have any idea uh, how's right now work? we're looking at writers so we've been in communication with the people that make good content in starburns that's who we signed the contract with they have a year to you know bring this to development basically and so the first step is getting a good writer attached. And so um, that we're in the talks right now, somebody that's, you know, in Hollywood that has a name that we can attach to this project to sort of highlight what we're doing. I mean, I, I think me and Rich could do it, but, uh, you know, sometimes names and credentials matter when you're trying to bring it to a studio. Well, your names are going to be attached to it when they say Electric Black created by. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. You, so I think you're just looking there. for somebody that's a showrunner, you know, that's gotcha. well-versed yeah. in that world. And that's right. not us yet. <laughs> not yet. Uh, so you guys will get there. Believe me, it, it's the, the the way this is just rushing. I mean, things just happening so much. It's just so fast uh, that things are going on. It's just amazing to me. And it's great to see, to be honest with you, because, you know, the, the comics industry is sort of struggling these days. And to see that you guys have, have hit a nerve and, and you're making things happen is just it's so great to see. It's such a nice to see a great response like this that, that you're getting. Oh yeah. I mean, we're, we're ecstatic. We're not spring chickens either. I mean, we're, we're guys that have been, you know, doing the daily grind and rich still has a day job. So it's one of these things like, uh, we're not getting any younger and we're smart enough now to like figure out how to, uh, 
sort of manage our personal time and run a company and, you know, do all of this. So uh, a lot of living in between there, you know, he's, his kids are like grown up and almost out of the house at this point. And I've yeah, got a Joe, young family. But. Yeah. Joe's still got, you know, he's still got a lot of at home responsibilities with, you know, I can let my kids, they can fend for themselves, but Joe, Joe actually needs to keep an eye on his. <laughs> yeah. The- they're, they're a bit young, but, um, yeah. So it, again, I think, uh, you know, it's not like we're a couple of 20 year old guys that got, you know, wild hair across our butt and like started doing this. We we're good at this because I, we grew into it over time. And so if it seems like things are happening fast, it's cause again, we're not getting any younger. So I think me and him, have, <laughs> you know, we're, we're ready to make a power play for ourselves. Yeah, we've got a fire under us for sure. Yeah. Well, why don't we, before we move on to something else, uh, talk about the Electric Black because you did the, the original miniseries and that wrapped up, and now you're doing an Electric Black Presents series, right? Yeah, and that just wrapped up. The final issue is coming out when Rich, I forget. Uh, in, the, in a in like a month, uh, we just right. sent it off to the printer, so that yeah, that should be uh, should so be that, hitting stores in March. Yeah, and so uh, Electric Black is continuing but you know it gets renumbered it's like you think about it like a tv show with seasons and stuff so the first four issues left you on a cliffhanger so if you haven't read the first four issues i won't ruin it for you but it's a cliffhanger what we did with electric black presents is we went back and we told the origin tales of six of the main characters from our stories Mm -hmm. some you've seen and some are upcoming and then uh this fall we'll be putting out a giant sized uh, issue that's called electric black, black caravan. And we go from the basically there without ruining anything, we go into the the future and then we go all the way into the past. And so, you know, where, where the black um, the electric black came from and it's humble beginnings and stuff. So uh, that's, and, and uh, with that tale, it will lead, it, it'll start off with um, where we left everybody at the end of issue four. And then at the end of that special, this, this giant uh, one issue, um, it'll lead us into the next season um, for the Electric Black. Very good. Well, Rich, why don't you tell us a little bit about what Electric Black is actually about, what the story is based on? Yeah, you bet. Um so Electric Black is is basically a, a horror comic that centers around a shop of curiosities that is uh, it's run by uh, this this character Julius Black and and his family and his family consists of uh, Junebug uh, Jack and and then and then uh, a character named Roy who at the end of of uh, don't issue, ruin it. I won't. Uh, there's, there's, there's other members of the family, but basically, uh, it's a curiosity shop. It has cursed items in it, and each of the cursed items have a story. So, the comic itself, um, kind of weaves in and out of those uh, cursed object stories and the kind of backup story or the the main story. When Joe and I first set out to do Electric Black, we we were gonna just do kind of a. a an EC comics horror anthology, a vault of horror, a tales from the crypt kind of story. 
yeah. where we were, you know, and this, this was a great launching pad for it because a, a guy could walk in and say, Hey, I want to, I want to see that, uh, you know, that clock on the wall and we'd have a story behind the clock. And then as we were done with the first issue, you know, Joe and I were like, we've got a much cooler thing set up here with the guys who run the shop, you know? So electric black is really the story behind the crypt keeper kind of guy. Um, and, and as you get into the electric black presents, you really see um, the origins and, and of each of these characters um, and kind of see where they all come from. And, and we're building out this, this really big mythology. Um, and, and at this point, the, the objects in the shop are, are almost a secondary thing that are, you know, not as focused on there. There's still a huge part of it. Um, yeah, the initial pitch that we gave scout was not what <laughs> we ended up doing. Um, yeah, it, it was, was very much supposed to be a, you know, like a tales from the crypt. Um, type yeah, thing. it was a little bit of a bait and switch. We we're like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. And we, we got our contract. And then as we were writing it, it really, I really think it was just issue two, we were just like, we can do whatever we want, you know? Yeah. It kind of organically evolved in, into this other thing, and we we really saw it as something a little more special than just kind of telling throwaway stories. For it for occurs to me that we we spent so much time developing those the cast of characters we had inside the shop yeah. that like we we found ourselves like pretty much just talking about them, <laughs> right? Right? About, yeah. Like, yeah. So. Yeah, because Joe, Joe and I, at least, especially at that time, you know, I would drive into work every day. I had like, what, a half hour drive? Yeah. I would drive into work and I would call Joe in the morning and Joe was getting ready, you know, getting his girls ready and getting ready to go into the studio. And so we would talk about what are we going to, what you know, what's this issue about? And we would kind of work through all those beats of what this issue and future issues are. And like Joe said, we we would just, we, we found ourselves really focusing on um, June and Jack and the yellow stranger and Roy and, and Julius. And, and those guys really intrigued us a lot more than the, uh, the cursed objects themselves. Yeah. And then the crypt keeper no longer was, was just like a side, side character, you know, it became more of the focus. So yeah. super, super cool. Hence the TV show. Yes. Right. And, and so. that was another thing too. Many people came at us with different ideas that they where they would take it. Right. right. Um, and some of them really liked the anthology aspects of it, but Starburns really enjoyed the core story and yep. we knew that that would be the right home for it then. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now I would be remiss if I didn't go, you know, if you thought the electric black was big, <laughs> you guys had, that was only the stepping stone to the next big success. And that was Phantom star killer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. absolutely. Holy smoke. I mean, when that book came out there, I, I, I'm trying to count how many covers you guys actually had. I think there's 29 book. right now. 29. Wow. I mean, that, that's huge. And the sales too. I mean, it just exploded and everybody everywhere is trying desperately to get it there. There's certain copies of it that are selling for massive amounts of money on eBay. Mm -hmm. It's just astounding. I mean, it's just great. Well, why don't we start off by actually, uh, Joe, if you would talk about what the, the story is in Phantom Starkiller, what's it about? Right. So Peter Gorl, who's the creator behind it, um, he makes this action figure called the Phantom Star Killer, and there, if any one of the card arts that you get for that figure has a short little story of his his basic 
um, buildup for who Phantom Starkiller is. So when I saw that, um, me and Peter have been friends for a couple of years. And um, I knew that, you know, he had a larger story for Phantom Starkiller that he wanted to tell. And when we were offered the imprint, um, it was one of the first things that uh, I went to get was was Phantom Starkiller. And um, so basically it's about this cosmic ghoul warrior who is uh, sent out on a mission to retrieve this sacred stone. And in the process, he starts to remember his lost alien humanity. Uh, and he's being controlled by darker forces. So that's the basic issue one that we have there. Um, but uh, yeah, when we were, you know, I, I co-wrote that with Peter. Um, I did the artwork for the the first issue. And then of course, like you said, we, we've had like 29 covers. Rich did uh, three covers. There was like two jetpack ones and one that was yeah. a subs- subscription box variant. I think I did three covers for it. Um, Enzo from Gut Ghost did like two covers for Comics Tom and CBSN. So, yeah, I mean, we, we had this like outpouring of I think the, the, the general look of Starkiller is really it touches something with people where you get this mixture of um, he's got that, he's got a skull face and skull faces are cool. And then, you know, he's he's very star Wars or uh, he man inspired, you know, it has all these nostalgic elements to it, but really instead of it ripping off any of these things, it exists, you know, the way we're developing it, it is unique. So yeah, we we're glad that it brings that sense of nostalgia to everybody. But you can't like look at it and go, oh, it's just Star Wars ripoff because it's not. It's something totally different. How many issues have come out so far? So I'm working currently on the second one. So it's going to be a series of one issue ones. Uh, the second one is called Count Draco Knuckle Duster. And he's sort of the he's the celestial sorcerer. And his whole thing is he's the guy that made Phantom Starkiller. So he's this big bad dude, but he's, he's not as bad as some of the other characters that you'll see later on. He's like a, a mad scientist with um, the ability to cast magic. And so um, his story is a little bit different. We do see more of Starkiller in this next one, but he's not the focus. The focus is the count and it's, it's his origin story and, and how he came to be who he is. Wow. Uh, after that, we're going to be putting out a book called vice admiral acker. And then the final one that I'll be doing um, at least artwork and writing on will be um, Supreme ruler Thubian. That'll be the last one. And then it'll go into a regular series at that point with, you know, I I have a lot of my own IP, my own properties that I'd like to focus on. So um, we need to find like another artist to come on and take over the helm of the book. Wow. It was so successful. You can't do it all. For heaven's sake. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's me and Rich have talked about this a lot lately uh, because one of the things we're, we're discussing right now is the possibility of handing the reins of the art uh, an issue, uh, for electric black off as well, because Rich has like five or six different books that he wants to be working on. And so do I, you know, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where when when we started Black Caravan, we 
you know, we were looking for, for other properties and stuff and, and trying not to make uh, black caravan, the rich and Joe show. But at the same time, um, because Joe and I can do, you know, everything from, from writing to lettering and coloring and everything in between, like, and, and, uh, we have so many ideas, you know, Joe's, Joe's got, Joe's got an upcoming one that I'm sure we'll talk about it, but, uh, we don't kill spiders. Like that thing's going to be a huge book and it would be ridiculous for us not to use our platform to, uh, to put out, you know, our properties in addition to all these other properties. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just, uh, there's two properties I want to make sure we get in this time. Mm-hmm. And there's, I'm a long-term fan of the Perhapanots, and I was so glad to see you guys uh, get them. I have mm-hmm. been, I, I've loved that book for years and years, and so I'm glad it's got, how did the Perhapanots get to be on, on Black Caravan? So, um, <laughs> so I, I've been friends with, with Todd and Craig for over a decade now. And, um, and, and actually they were just starting the Perhapanots when I met them, I believe. And, uh, and I think they had like a couple little ash cans that had short stories in it and stuff. And, and I, again, I, I became really close friends with, with Todd and Craig and Craig and I went on to, to do uh, a book that's at scout right now, uh, called Kyra alien jungle girl. Um, but I had done some backup stories for, for, uh, the Perhapanots and pinups and stuff. And, and again, we, we're, we're basically family at this point. And, um, when, when we started Black Caravan, Joe went to a, uh, a convention in, in, was it Rhode Island or Massachusetts? Yeah. No, it was Swansea Mass. That's where it was. Swansea Mass. Yeah. Yeah. Craig had me over for, uh, dinner. And while I was at his house, it's like a living, museum you know it's like everything in his house is like perhapanots in his studio he loves it right yeah that baby so we got to talking about it and i was like wow he's he's really passionate about it what are you doing with it and he's like oh well it's kind of just like not doing anything and then went to rich and i was like hey you know this guy loves this thing and like one of the things that me and him look for are people that are really passionate about their particular products. Um, we'll talk about the other guy that we picked up as well, that we're doing something similar with, but Craig has that, you know, with Perhapanauts. And then I, you know, went to rich with it. Um, rich thought about it for a, like a week. And then he was like, yeah, let's pick it up. So here we are. I'm so glad to see it keep going. I'm so happy with that because, gosh, I, I've loved that book for for years and years. Absolutely, yeah. And and yeah, the the whole thing that I think people might not know, or if they're not paying attention, is all the newer issues that we're putting out with them. They are adding bonus content to it, like more story. So, if you're a, yes. a long Astronauts fan, you can come back to it and get something new as well. Yeah. One of the things we really wanted to do was, you know, since it's been out for, for a good 10 years, 12 years or so, um, we wanted to make sure that old fans had something new to look forward to. Um, but we're also presenting a nice new package for, for new fans. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's definitely one of, uh, one of my favorite things to work on, uh, just because it's, it's close friends that, um, that are doing fun, cool comics. 
Yeah, and I Rich and Greg are, are bros. They've even they're part of Team Meh. Is that right. what you guys? Is yeah, that- yeah. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, we need to talk about the other book too that is coming out. In fact, it was delayed. I think this week was the Shepherd. Um, yeah. yeah. Why don't you go ahead and somebody, uh, Joe? Maybe go ahead and start talking about the Shepherd. Well, uh, I was going to say that this 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 was the other guy I was going to talk about. Andrea Molinari is completely passionate about this book, mm-hmm. and I'll let Rich handle the pitch for this one. Yeah, so uh, uh, you know, Andrea is is of course uh, you know one of one of Scout's greatest assets in general, and um, James came to us and and said, "Hey, uh, Andrea has this book that that." He, he did a little bit uh, at another publisher and we think it'd be a really good fit for you guys. Would you take a look at it? And, and we looked at it and was like, yeah, this is, this is perfect. It's, it's got a dark side, but it's got a very, uh, it's, it's very heavy and deep. Um, the, the base idea, and I don't want to give away too much because it, it gets, uh, you can give away too much easily, but, but basically a, a father, um, a father's son dies and um, and the father follows him into the after, commits suicide and follows him into the afterlife. And, uh, and, and there it becomes the shepherd. And um, like I said, I don't want to say too much more about it, but, but it, it, it deals with a lot of uh, a lot of afterlife stuff and, and that, that kind of bridge between the living and the dead and, and stuff like that. It's really, really cool. And yeah, that's coming out today um so we're pretty excited that uh you know we had a slight delay it was supposed to be out last week but it is it is out today you have a lot of covers for you know yeah yeah there's a lot of great cover actually joe did probably the coolest cover for that joe had this idea to do a tarot card um and and it really really fit into the whole shepherd kind of mythology and everything um which, which card was that joe that you the kind hermit. of based it on? the hermit yeah so um and but he took it a step further and made it gold foil so there's this beautiful black cover with this gold foil um tarot card on it and it just really pops and it's it's so so nice but yeah we were like like phantom star killer we've been really pleasantly surprised that We've had multiple books. Uh, Black Friday has had how many covers they have? They must have nine or ten, right? Yeah. And so. uh, and the Shepherd has about that too. So we're we're uh, we're really excited that all these retailers are are jumping on and getting their own exclusive covers for these. Gosh, I, I knew we would only scratch the surface, and we're running out of time already. I'm gonna have to talk with you guys again sometime soon. We can cut. There's a whole bunch of other stuff that we haven't even touched on that the Black Caravan is 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 deep into, and it's just wonderful stuff. But if people want to find out about Black Caravan, where do they go? How do they find out about it, Joe? Uh, you can go to theblackcaravan.com. Correct, Rich? Is that our yep. website? Yep. That gives you the basic write-up. Unfortunately, uh, we are still in the process of working out the bugs for our submission process. We got in, inundated with like a lot of submissions right away, and so we've, we've cut back on that. You can submit to directly to Scout Comics if you would like to be considered for our imprint. You would just request that with with your message to Scout. Okay, and what about uh, your personal? Uh, if we wanted to follow you on social media, Joe, how would we do that? Um, I'm 
Joseph Schmalky. I'm like the only one on earth. (laughs) (laughs) Schmalky, you get me, my wife and uh, my cousin. So, um, yeah, uh, I think I'm at Schmalky, S-C-H-M-A-L-K-E on Instagram. And then I have a Joseph. I I do not accept new friend requests on Facebook. Uh, That is my wife's uh, request that uh, if you want to follow my um, comic books and, and things like that. I have a Joseph Schmalky storyteller page that you're more than, ha- you know, come in there, follow me there. I always put up, my store is not always open. Uh, so that's where you'd want to like check in to see when my, my shop's opening up. Cool. Okay. Rich, how about you? Yeah. I'm, uh, uh, on Facebook, it's just Rich Woodall. Um, on Instagram and uh, Twitter, which I'm never on, it's at John Raygun. And uh, and then my personal website is www.projectpandoraentertainment.com, which is the mm. longest URL you'll ever find. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's, uh, it's a long one, but... Uh, but uh that that's got all all information on on all the various different projects that i work on it's got my shop up which is always up and um and then there's always scoutcomics.com which has you know that's if you're gonna buy buy the comics that's that's where you want to go 